Yo, 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 what's up all? It's your boy, Dr. Wacky Backy, coming at you from Craftsbury, waxing hard, you know what I'm saying? I got that beeswax wrap going in the drawer, and uh, it, it's really amazing stuff. You can use it to cover your jars and never have to find another lid again. I did that last night, actually. I um, I pushed aside the stacks of, stack of beeswax wrap looking for a lid for a jar. And um turns out I, I probably did need that lid, actually, because I was making salad dressing and I wanted to be able to shake it up. I'm not sure quite how well the beeswax wrap holds up to shaking, but prob- probably pretty well. You can wipe it. Um, it's covered in beeswax, like everything good in this world. And, uh, you know, presumably you can use them indefinitely if you just recoat them in beeswax which I'm I'm trying to fit into the schedule. Yo, I'm trying to get some more waxing going on soon. You know, lay out all that beeswax wrap, put a nice fine layer of wax on that, let it dry, buff it out, put another layer of wax on it, and um, I can wax my feet while I'm at it. Welcome to another episode of the, the Painting Pictures podcast. I've got a pop screen, so I can save the, as many peas as I want. I'm Gabriel Roberts. And this is the podcast. Yep. Lilacs are in full bloom out here. It's spring in Vermont. I don't know how you say lilac, but I say lilac like lilac. My wife says lilac. And she thinks it's funny that I say lilac. We've been together all this time and we've never, you know, figured this out about each other that we say this word differently. Apparently we... Missed all of last lilac season. <laughs> we must have just mumbled it under our breaths. If you're looking for a fun uh, game, look up this thing called... Uh, uh, what's it called? Shoot. Really should have thought of this. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not stressing you. I'm waxing. You know, sp- just speaking of things that people hear differently or say differently, there is a weird sound clip that uh sounds like one thing to most people like somebody's name uh but sounds like something else to somebody else this is one of those situations where you start telling something and you realize you don't have enough information to really bring it home and you wish you could just go back and start over and talk about something else which i can i can i have that power i could press stop Wax it back, start over, but you know I don't have time for that shit. <laughs> you and I both know. It's it's glorious, glorious spring in Vermont, and these freaking lilacs smell so good. They smell up the entire house, which is actually just an apartment. But they fill the entire apartment with their incredible aroma. And there's so many of them. You drive around Vermont, and it's like every bush is a lilac bush. It's like, what are these? These are just basic bitch bushes the rest of the year. And they're just sitting there. I've been driving by them this whole time. And now here they are. They're they're out. And already, I, as soon as I see them, I, I start thinking about how sad it is that they're going to be done soon. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? I don't know if that means I'm sentimental or... Well, I am sentimental. I think that does, is what it means, but it... I'd like to 
just enjoy the lilacs, you know? Don't be such a downer thinking about them being gone already. Uh, little things, you know, little things to work on. We went and saw the new Star Wars movie last weekend. It's called Solo. It's about Han Solo. They picked a guy that looks nothing like Harrison Ford, apart from being a white guy. First of all, he's too short. I always, you know, Han's kind of a tall-ish guy. He's certainly taller than Luke. This guy looks way more like Luke Skywalker than he does Han Solo. And I get that you're not going to base... I appreciate that you're not going to base your actor selection based on how much he looks like Harrison Ford. I am happy that you instead based it on supposedly other factors, you know, like acting skill. And this guy was good. He was good. But, I mean, there must have been a few candidates at the end, right? I'm sure they narrowed it down to like their top five guys or something. And then at that point, I would have thrown, just thrown this guy out because he looks so much like Mark Hamill. (laughs) And it's confusing. It's confusing to us that have actually seen the original Star Wars. Well, everyone has, I'm sure. Do kids now, they go, do they watch the old movies? I mean, do they even do that? I hope so. I hope they watch them, or maybe not. Maybe they'll enjoy these more if they don't see the original and best and only true Star Wars movies and instead just see these pieces of shit spat out by Disney to just get waxed, get their whole troop waxed up with a fresh coat, you know? These movies wax deep at the box office, as far as I can tell. Uh, so he was pretty, you know, I did notice a couple times that he said some things in the way that, uh, Harrison Ford did. I appreciate that. I, you know, he did a pretty good job at that. The movie itself was okay, but pointless and meaningless because it's a spinoff story. And you know that these characters that are in the later movies, like Han Solo and Chewie, and uh, Boba, F- not Boba Fett, Lando Calrissian. We know they're in later movies, so we know they're not going to die. And then we know that everybody else is expendable, so they probably will die just for dramatic effect. And we don't care. We don't care about them. How could we? E- how could we ever care about these characters? The one of the main characters is this stupid, like Woody Harrelson character. He's <laughs> played by Woody Harrelson. Believe it or not. And he's just a just a worthless character. I mean, I, they, they it seems like they put some kind of effort, like oh, they gave him a cool costume, and oh, it's Woody Harrelson, so I'm supposed to care about this douchebag? No, I know he's not in any of the later movies. I know he's probably gonna die. It's just it's just worthless. Um, it was fun seeing Chewie. You know, apparently the way that Han Solo, uh gets out of a sticky situation and meets Chewie is that he speaks a little bit of Wookiee, which I find really hard to believe. Okay. find really hard to believe this guy speaks a little Wookiee. Uh, and the Wookiee, and so then they have this back and forth and it's just a series of, and okay, I get the animals can communicate with each other. I believe that, but, they're not going to communicate in like long sentences like these guys are going back and forth. 
you know, <laughs> I, you know, maybe, you know, help, help. Okay. That could be one or like stick. That could be, there could be a Wookiee expression for stick, but give me a break. They're, they're not, um, you know, and I get like dogs, they could probably understand 90% of what a human's telling them, but their language is just, it's not going to translate into complete sentences. So that was one problem I had with this movie. I, I could have more. I tried writing them down, but in the theater, I felt like a dick typing on my iPhone. And it was it was taking away from my enjoyment of the movie. But it was kind of adding to it because I started thinking about getting to talk about all of these ridiculous things that just don't make sense. I mean, that's basically the that's basically my beef with every bit of media I I ingest these days. Just that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> They're not going to talk. You know, Wookiee isn't that developed of a language. Um, the s- other star of the movie is uh, Khaleesi from Game of Thrones. Because we were all waiting for her to be some sexy character in something else. And she's pretty sexy. Uh, her name is Kira. And you find out in the credits that that's spelled Q apostrophe I-R-A. You know... Uh, because spelling it like Kira is using a K is too similar to Khaleesi. That's the only explanation I can think of. This movie is not based on a book, and if it is, that book isn't based on anything, okay? It's just some fucking Star Wars spinoff graphic novel. Uh, This is just a Disney creation, so why does her name have to be spelled fucking weird? Because it's like, oh, no, 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 it's it's not a regular name like Kira. Uh... Because, you know, this is the Star Wars universe and everybody has different names. Uh, Like Lando and Luke. But Luke's a real name. Um, Han. (laughs) It's not a real name. But Kira, you know, Kira is a real name. And just fucking spell it with a K in the credits. Like, why does it need to be spelled with a Q and an, an apostrophe? Is that some allusion to some... Uh, culture from where she's from because you didn't give us any of that story so don't just stick it into the fucking credits is that some nerd joke like I'm gonna get to spell Kira this way and he didn't he snuck it in at the last minute when they were typing the word document that was the credits you know two column had to put in columns and, uh, and I don't know what they did about the page breaks. They fig- they sure did figure that out. Anyway, that's just dumb. Just spell it, Kira, like it sounds. <clears throat> There's a lot of scenes. The, we get to meet the Millennium Falcon. Great. Great ship. And, of course, uh, there's a scene where they're escaping some hellhole and running out to load up the Millennium Falcon and, and get out of there. Are they going to make it? Yeah, they always do. Have they ever caught the Millennium Falcon? Never. Never. And you know why? Because the armament that would really stop the Millennium Falcon is one of these big, like, cannon things. And it always takes too long to set it up. They never have them set up in the loading bay where the ships are. Okay, and they never think to get it until like really late. Like they first they just run after them and they shoot their blasters and miss 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 and miss. miss. 
And then Han Solo fires a couple and, and kills like kills everybody or a bunch of guys. And then they're like, okay, I think now let's go get that big cannon. Okay, let's go get the big cannon while they're still loading up, running back for people, loading up like things they've stolen, having conversations, shooting more people. Then they get the cannon and they're they're just like if they could just get it set up in time, but the the shot they always cut to the the guys, the stormtroopers with the cannon and they're like they're they're setting it up on its legs. Just fire the goddamn thing. The ship's like 20 feet away from you. Just fucking shoot it. <laughs> you got to set that cannon up. That takes time. By the time the cannon is set up, the Millennium Falcon is gone. Uh, that's just an annoying trope. You know, use, you've used it. You've used that before. And you use it in every fucking Star Wars movie, even though we think it's going to be, it's a new Star Wars movie. No, it's the same Star Wars movie. It's some combination of the original three movies, like regurgitated in a sentence, you know, storyline written by a computer and all of the different scenes that the little 12 year old boys love so much. Like me, like I probably, the first time I saw that scene, I loved it. It's like, oh, the Millennium Falcon just escaped and they didn't set up the cannon in time. Oh, it adds to the drama. You see them setting up the cannon. Oh, my God, that's a big cannon. They're going to shoot it. Oh, they got out just in time. Another classic is the the Millennium Falcon. The reason, another reason the Millennium Falcon is so good, the main reason, is because it can turn sideways and it can fit through narrow spaces. And nobody expects it and nobody plans for it. And you think, you see them, they're going at this, like, they always got to fit through a crack. And it's like, oh, my God, how are they going to make it? Oh, there they go. 90-degree turn, and Millennium Falcon fits right through. Maybe it loses their satellite dish. Maybe. (laughs) If it's real tight. But otherwise, it's just like sliding on wax. That Falcon is gone again. And you just can't forget about that, how it can turn sideways. Never mind that you're in space and there is no up or down. Or sideways or right side up. There's no X and Y axis here. So they just fly around at some arbitrary uh, (laughs) plane of levelness and then... Of course, the tight spots are always in the opposite way, just so we can watch the Millennium Falcon turn sideways. Uh. And then at the end, there's this, the big fight scene with the main bad guy in the movie, and that bad guy is always wielding some weapon that lights up with the color red. <laughs> That's pretty standard. It's as standard as the Moss Mos Eisley scene, which is the weird bar with the people in weird costumes and the weird aliens band. This time it was like a black chick with this a cool sequin gown and this weird thing on her face and then this little like sea cucumber dude in a tank that sang terribly. That was the band. And everyone's all dressed up. 
It's like, oh, the Moss Eisley scene. Great. We're halfway through the movie. <laughs> and then at the end, the fight scene with the, the bad guy. And it's always, it's, you know, the, the, of course, Darth Vader's the original with the red lightsaber. Okay. So now we got to work with that. It can't be Darth Vader. We've already done all the movies, <laughs> done his childhood. We've done his adolescence. We've done his old age, his manhood. We've done holograms of him. So, or holographs. So it can't be Darth Vader. Oh, we come up with a new guy, Darth Maul, and his lightsaber is a sword. Or like it has like side things. I think that's what it was. Or no, it was like a, a staff. I don't know. Darth Maul's in this movie, by the way, as a cameo. As if, oh, it's like, oh. Yeah, here's the other fucking stupid character we made up that was never nearly as good as the Darth Vader character and it's just like had better makeup. And now, since that was already, since the the first spinoff movies were already, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, uh, we already, now they show us that. We're like, oh, it's Darth Maul. Oh, cool. See, it's Darth Maul. It's a cameo from Darth Maul. And we think that like, because that happened so long ago and it's in our memory, it, it has migrated gradually to the realm of being good um, because it's not this new garbage. But it is. it is. It's garbage that was made 15 years ago. And if you go back and watch that movie, you probably find it's that it's awful. <laughs> anyway, so then, you know, Darth Maul had that lightsaber and then... I don't know. Last one. What's his name? Fucking. What's his name? The Han Solo's son. Uh, not Jonah Ray. Something like that. Anyway, he has a red. He has a red lightsaber, but it's a little different. But it's red. And then in this one, it's like some guy who's not a Jedi at all, but he has these little, like double-edged, double-pointed sword knife things that he presses a button and they light up red. Oh, great. Okay, here we are at the end of the movie. (laughs) That guy's bad because his color is red. I know where I am. I know what I'm doing. I'm I'm comfortable. I'm happy. I'm eating popcorn. I'm watching a Star Wars movie. What more could I ask for? Some original fucking content. That's what. Some fucking originality. Write something new. Write some new fucking characters. Or, I don't know, come up with your own goddamn story. Other than Star Wars. Stop just pressing the money button for a second and make something fucking original. Oh, God. Oh, got a few things here I need to get rid of, folks. I ordered them on Amazon and I can't, I can't return them because the cost of shipping the return is more or less the cost of the item. So um, first we have a Benici coffee tamper. It's a premium American convex design. Um, It's stainless steel. It's got a 58 millimeter base. And this was the problem. It was too small for our espresso portafilter. But it says compatible with all espresso coffee machines, which is an outlandish claim. (laughs) I can tell you right now, it's not. A hefty 1.4 pounds. It is. It's quite hefty, and that's probably why it's ship, shipping return is going to be like more than this thing cost. And it's been sitting by our door for months now, all of 2018. <laughs> 
So if you have a coffee, you got just got yourself an espresso machine and you need a coffee tamper, let me know. I'll send it to you for free. Uh, just <laughs> to pay for shipping. <laughs> the other thing we have, um, I don't know, incidentally, also to do with coffee, is a French press beaker. Now this one, uh, it's just the beaker. So if you if you you know were dumping your French press. Uh, your coffee grounds in the sink like a fucking idiot and not hanging onto the beaker and it slides out and breaks you need a new beaker um this one might work for you it was too narrow for ours so if you have a a french press that's like a full-size french press but it's a little bit narrower (laughs) than ours this is for you i would give you the size but it's in the barn in a box labeled French press beaker and a French press because also in that box is the French press that lost its beaker uh, for which we bought this replacement beaker that didn't fit. So if you have a wide replacement beaker, if you got a replacement beaker for your French press and it's too wide, please email me. The email address is gaberobertsart at gmail.com. That's spelled G-A-B-E. R-O-B-E-R-T-S-A-R-T at gmail.com. It sounds really long when you spell it out, but um, if you punch that into your Google machine, send me an email about your coffee accoutrements, maybe we can make a swap. You can also send snail mail here to me in Vermont. This little baby of a P.O. Box number ain't likely to change for a while. It's P.O. Box 28 in Craftsbury. C-R-A-F-T-S-B-U-R-Y. I'm not going to fucking slow that down for you because we got we don't have time for that. Craftsbury, Vermont. The zip is 05826. Um, got to have the experience of being a vendor at a local event recently. My wife and I sold the ice cream cookie sandwiches that my wife made that are so fucking good. I want to eat one right now. Probably will. Gourmet cookies, homemade cookies with different flavors of ice creams. She like pre-froze the ice cream into little pucks and had the cookies like baked fresh and put the ice cream in the cookie. You get the picture. It was great. And we were uh, selling them at a barn dance, this big hootenanny with a number of other food vendors. And we were right by the door and I was standing. I wasn't like lurking in the shadows. I was standing behind the table there's a sign on the table on the uh, thing on the tent that says ice cream cookie sandwiches. I oh, know it says uh, screaming cookies, like ice cream and cookies. Get it? <laughs> and I got to watch a bunch of my friends arriving at the barn dance and watch them just walk right on by, and I understood what it's like to be a vendor, which is uh, people avoid you if they don't want to buy something, <laughs> which is fine. But they they go, they so completely avoid you. They don't make eye contact. They don't acknowledge your presence. And despite being like your best friend, they they won't say hi to you (laughs) because they don't know you're there because you're behind a table and they don't want to buy something. So they keep their heads down. Yeah, so being a vendor shows you the weird division between people i i'm sure i do it too not 
avoiding eye contact. Uh, it feels kind of weird. It's like, yeah, I'm just this person back here selling. At least we were selling. I don't know. I've I've been in a I've been in situations where I'm selling art before, and that's awful. You're like, oh, I'm just here selling a piece of my soul. Don't mind me, and like. Please or please look at me. Please, please buy. Please think my soul is beautiful, <laughs> and support it. Uh, anyway, it was fun. Uh, fun experience. Turns out the best customers for ice cream cookie sandwiches are children. That's right. Children are your, your the number one purchasers of ice cream cookie sandwiches worldwide, probably. At least it was the case at this event. So, yeah, that was cool. I just ate one. I got home from work and um, just went into the freezer and um, pulled off a chocolate ice cream and sandwiched it between a couple of cookies. Oh, and ate it pretty quickly. Because I wanted to get on to... I wanted to get to this podcast. I wanted to get back to you guys and didn't want to dilly-dally around. But I wasn't quite ready to launch into it. I felt like I really needed to just sit down and pound a, a dessert item and browse buffalorumblings.com it's the it's the blog for the buffalo bills and i really i really don't care that much i really truly don't but i don't know where else to go online if you if anybody knows any good websites if you know any good websites to visit uh, please, please send them my way to GabeRobertsArt at gmail.com. What's your favorite website? Because, uh, I got nothing. I go to, I go to, uh, Buffalo Rumblings and I read about the Buffalo Bills and I go to, uh, Yahoo, sports.yahoo.com. <laughs> I read about whatever, basketball and stuff. I'll go sometimes to mundodeportivo.com and read about FC Barcelona. And then I'm out, out of ideas, don't know what to do. But those are my places to go for just brainless scrolling while pounding a dessert item. And sometimes that's what I need. I felt like I needed it. Poured some concrete today at work. Uh, foundation wall and shit went totally awry. The walls we'd built, the forms we'd built, buckled, snapped, and popped under the pressure of the concrete. Uh, it was it was pretty dramatic. And then there was like two hours of scurrying around and driving in braces to prop the things back up. And just when we'd gotten a system whereby we dig out the bank a little bit, put down like a scrap of 2 by 12 and then measure and cut a brace, screw it into the 2 by 12 against the bank, place it against the foundation wall that's buckling outwards, pound it down with a sledgehammer until the wall is back to its spot, and screw it in, and work your way down the wall. Just when we'd like gotten that dialed in, <laughs> fucking guys I work with decide to get the tractor out because it's because they want to play with the tractor probably 
It's bright orange. It's awesome. You can push things with it. Oh, I'll just get the tractor and we'll push that wall back. Well, great. You push the wall back and what do you have to do? Brace it. <laughs> oh, so you still have to go cut a brace and screw it in there, except now you've got this obnoxious, giant, loud, stinky, orange tractor right in the fucking middle of where you're trying to work. Oh, brother. And it's like, oh, no, let me get in the tractor. No, I'll show you how to do it. Uh, the uh, owner of the home that we're working on unfortunately showed up today. <laughs> right in sort of the middle of the chaos, right? In the like, oh, shit, everything's fucking falling apart. <laughs> Uh, he didn't, he didn't look amused. <laughs> I'll say that. And I was just so glad that it was, uh, you know, not my monkey, not my circus. I mean, it, it is, I do work for this company, but it's not my company. I'm, I'm just an employee. Um, and I got, you know, I'm just proud of, proud of the team I work for because nobody was, nobody was panicking. I mean, we were definitely working as fast as we could but nobody was like yelling at each other um you know it was generally pretty calm and just you know we're going to fix this and we did and damn it the foundation wall is going to be every bit as strong as as you could possibly ask for and everything's going to be fine but man when that snap crackle pop <laughs> started happening Oy, 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 oy. So glad it's not my house. Anyway, if you're going to um, pour a, a foundation wall, use lots of braces. Use more than you think you're going to need. And uh, and you'll, you'll, be, you'll be grateful. Or whatever. You probably... Uh, chances that any, anybody is going to put that advice to, to use are slim to none. I, I acknowledge that. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll give it, I'll dispense it anyway. Um, that might be about it. I was talking about him and like, they just can't wait to go. This is really annoying country song playing. And I, uh, miraculously, I can't think of the tune. Heaven could be better than this. Everyone's talking about heaven. Like I just can't wait to wait to go. Everybody's talking about heaven. Like I just can't. So damn beautiful. Mm, heaven could be better than this. Do 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 do. Everybody's talking about heaven. Like they just can't wait to go. I wish I could think of the tune so that it could, it could be annoyingly stuck in your head. Anyway, the 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 title or, or the is heaven and the song repeats over and over and over everybody's talking about heaven like they just can't wait to go and then he goes on to say like have i don't see how heaven could be better than this like uh i'll take you know i'll take this isn't that nice well uh one problem nobody is ever talking about heaven like they just can't wait to go has have you ever heard anybody say I just I can't wait to go to heaven? <laughs> Maybe a dying man who's like accepted that life is over 
will say something along the lines of, well, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for this next thing. And, you know, it's going to be great. Or you'll have people talk about dead loved ones and say, well, they're in heaven now. And they're probably eating their favorite ice cream and watching their favorite TV show and so happy. Which is, you know, bullshit, but we just say to make ourselves feel better. But I've never, ever, ever, ever heard anybody say, just a normal day-to-day conversation or any kind of conversation, say, I can't wait to go to heaven. Have you? Everybody's talking about heaven like they just can't wait to go. Um... People just don't say that because they, they like it. They, Earth is obviously awesome, you know? Like, So your whole fucking song, whoever you are, like you're some good old boy and you've got just like some original take on things that you're going to, you, you, you can't see how heaven could be better than this. It can't. It isn't. And yeah, we all agree with you. That's not original whatsoever. And just because you wanted to set yourself up to be fucking contrary, you pretend that everybody's talking about heaven like they just can't wait to go. It's not true. Nobody's talking about heaven like they just can't wait to go. Everybody's talking about heaven like they just can't wait to go. Uh, I know you're going to say, Gabe, it's just a song. <laughs> you're making a big deal. Well, that's the point of this podcast, all right, is to make a big deal out of things. And also, it is just a song, but it is played on the radio station that is played at my place of employment numerous times a day. And it, up until just recently, when I went to try to recall it, it was stuck in my head. So I feel like I, I, I have a right to say something about it. Like, if something's going to be stuck in my head, please let it be, make some sense. It's so fucking annoying that this is what's stuck in my head. Everybody's talking about heaven like they just can't wait to go. Everybody's talking about heaven like they just can't wait to go. That's what's stuck in my head, and it's bullshit. And it's, it's, it vexes me. It vexes me greatly (sighs) nobody's talking about heaven you can't just make shit up and make that the the title of your song and like the repeating refrain just because it's rhymes and it's convenient and it sets up the particular situation this is this is what's wrong with our society (laughs) this is the problem people just just making shit up and cutting corners because they can't come up this guy can't he can't write a song that has the lyrics and the sentiment he wants um that actually makes sense and is based on true human experience and so he just writes whatever the fuck he wants and and that's fine nobody cares well i care i fucking care give me something real give me something good real and good Um, thanks, uh, to our sponsor, our sponsor, this episode of the Painting Pictures podcast is sponsored by Nutella. 
and Nutella reminds you that there is no artificial coloring in Nutella because um, sugar and chocolate and hazelnuts, it's, it's already brown, so they don't need any coloring. So thanks, Nutella, for sponsoring this episode of Painting Pictures. Thanks to you for tuning in. Again, if you have any emails, send them to my question at gaberobertsart at gmail.com. You can visit gaberobertsart.com if you want. I would go there. I wrote something and put it up there. I'm I'm trying to blog or whatever. So, like, I would go to my website. (laughs) Again, I need... What's your website? Do you have a website where you write things, share things that I can go to that can give me something other than fucking Buffalo Bills? I will visit it because I see, it's just, I need something. I need something on my phone. And Instagram, I do that sometimes. But that's about it. And I need, like, I just need somewhere to go. <laughs> I need to be able to pull up my phone, turn it on, and get that screen on. And just, I want to go somewhere, okay? I don't want to think about it too much just want to go somewhere and read something. So I could go to my, I should just go to my own website, I guess. But then uh, I'd like to go to some, I'd like to go somewhere else. You can go to my website <laughs> if you want. All right, guys. Uh, I'm buying a house in Craftsbury. So going to be here a while. Wifester and I are buying a house. Uh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you all about it. It's great. It's a great old house. Going to um, just, you know, be living the dream. So, uh, maybe we'll talk about that next time. Okay, dear friends, until next time, adios.